Welcome into the Micah Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. Mike here with Micah. We are back after a break. Uh, obviously, we're back because we don't really have school right now going on anymore. Uh, <laughs> we don't go back. At least I don't go back until the 23rd and everything is online. So a lot of things are calming down, meaning we have more time, meaning we can come back to the pod and break some sports down. We obviously don't have a lot of sports to talk about right now, seeing that almost everything has been canceled. But we still have NFL free agency going on. And that's what we're going to talk to you about today. We have part one where we're going to be talking about just the QBs and all the transactions, what we think is going to happen. Part two is going to be every other free agency move and trades and all the big names that are going places. We're not going to touch on every single free agency decision, but DeAndre Hopkins, you have your Stefan Diggs, all the big moves that we'll focus on that in part two. And then we're going to do a part three where since we are from D.C., we are from Maryland and the Redskins are our team. We're going to do a Redskins breakdown. Redskins haven't made many moves yet, but hoping by the time we get to that part three, we have a better look of what the Redskins have wanted to do uh, so far. And who knows? Maybe we'll just go through every single team if we have all this time off. But we'll see how it goes. Let's start with the quarterbacks in this part one of the podcast, Micah. So we've divided the quarterbacks into two groups. We're going to start with the group that we know right now, have a team, have signed, and they're going to be playing for this team next year. So, Mike, I'll start with the most recent news. Philip Rivers, one year, $25 million with the Colts, uh, leaving, obviously, Jacoby Brissett in limbo, not knowing where he's going to go. He's in another group. But what were your thoughts on this deal that the Colts, looking like they're not in rebuild mode, that they're ready to still go after it? They were ready last year uh, with, unfortunately, Andrew Luck retired, and that changed all their plans. They now get a veteran from the San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers that's now going to the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think of this move? You know, I'm a little conflicted about this, honestly, because on one hand, like you mentioned, the Colts are really an Andrew Luck away from being right there in the AFC Championship again, in my opinion. Um, they're a team that, coming off the year they had previous, I mean, it was all you, – you expected Andrew Luck to come back healthy, and you expected this team to go on a run. I mean, we talked about – you know, in the past, how guys like Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard really just set the tone for that franchise going up. You still have great production guys like T.Y. Hilton and things like that, and they're one of the better-built teams of the last decade. But, uh, you know, you kind of – I don't know if you get better production out of a guy like Phillip Rivers than a guy like Jacoby Brissett. Um, maybe it's a price tag thing. Maybe they're kind of looking – like a, a filler year maybe so they can shop around for more quarterbacks and kind of get the landscape. Um. But you don't. This Colts team doesn't necessarily improve with Philip Rivers. Um, if anything, maybe just because Jacoby Brissett was a, a younger player, is maybe a little bit more upside. But at the end of the day, we don't know if J- uh, Jacoby Brissett's going to be a guy that can live up to the status of a guy like Andrew Luck. And I think that's what the Colts are actively looking for in the future. Um, Philip Rivers really is really just a safety net. He gives you a year. Um, this is going to be his last playing year, in my opinion. Uh, the one year deal kind of solidifies it. Um, you know, uh, twenty five million. That's around what top 10, top 15 quarterback would get paid. So it's not necessarily a terrible thing. Um, yes, it's a $25 million cap hit, but, you know, as is, you know, you pay for a quarterback uh, of the standard like Phillip Rivers, and that's what you get. He's going to give you a solid 3,500 yards, um, a solid maybe uh, 25 to 30 touchdowns. He's going to make mistakes, but at the end of the day, it doesn't necessarily solve the quarterback issue for the Colts. So, yes, um Take two steps up, you take two steps back, and now you're right back where you started. Um, yes, you don't have to pay Jacoby Brissett that big-time money that he's probably going to demand from other teams. He might be able to force that going down the line. But 
Um, for Philip Rivers, this doesn't really do anything. It's just another filler piece for a team that really misses Andrew Luck. Yeah, I hate this move. <laughs> one year, one year, twenty five million. I don't think it's it's right where the Colts are in a place where they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you were Super Bowl contenders, I don't think Philip Rivers is that much better of a piece than Jacoby Brissett was. Micah, you you you've played wide receiver for a long time. The Chargers wide receiving core and the, just the Chargers actually receiving core versus the Colts receiving core. I, I would assume that you think that the Chargers core, oh, absolutely. Uh, core is better. Absolutely. They have Hunter Henry as a tight end versus uh, Jack Doyle. Yeah. Uh, you have Keenan Allen and T.Y. Hilton, which are like, I mean, I don't know. For me, I'd rather have Keenan Allen than T.Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't think that the Colts, the Colts have the necessary tools that are going to give you where you have a Philip Rivers. He is not the guy that has to make it happen. He just helps push it along, like the Broncos did with um, the Broncos did with Peyton Manning towards the end of his career, where their defense was great and he just had to game manage. Mm-hmm. Philip Rivers is going to have to win games, and I don't think they're going to be able to do that with Philip Rivers. Yeah, one year, twenty-five million. No harm, no foul. If it doesn't work out, you guys can go your separate ways. But why not keep J- Jacoby Brissett? He already understands the system. He was there last year. Um, he got injured for a little bit for a couple of weeks, and you were right there in the playoff picture. Um, the playoff is the playoffs are going to be expanding this year, and an extra team is going to be able to make it. So I- I'm confused. I mean, I don't know what Philip Rivers still has in the tank. We'll find out this year. But I think you could have done a lot more with. Uh, $25 million. And I think Jacoby's cap hit this year was going to be $13 million. Mm. So it's it's baffling to me. You would have had $12 million to spend on somewhere else and make your team better. But hey, when you're $25 million, you're going to get the guy that you want and you'll see what happens. But I, I don't think the Colts are going to be are going to be much better from this. It's not like you were getting a Tom Brady, even though Tom Brady's older. I, I still keep, think he's a lot better position to take you to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. than Phillip Rivers. But we'll get to Brady in a little bit. So moving on for Phillip Rivers, we'll go to Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, who has signed a deal with the Raiders. The Raiders obviously have Derek Carr, so it looks like it's going to be a QB competition in Oakland once uh, the season and training camp starts up. Right now, who would you think is the front runner for that competition to be the starting quarterback for uh, the Raiders? And what did you think of the deal of starting uh, of signing Mariota? Um, <clears throat> I definitely think that Derek Carr is still the favorite. And, of course, March, what is uh, today? March 17th, 2020. Derek Carr is the pre-NFL season starting favorite, yes. But there's a reason this happened. And it's the same reason that you, uh, the Titans brought in a guy like Ryan Tannehill to compete with yep. a guy like Marcus Mariota. If he doesn't get his act together at the start of the season, he's, he's out. It doesn't matter what pick you got him. I mean, mind you, Marcus Mariota was formerly the first or second pick in the draft. Second pick, second pick yeah. in the draft, same with or yeah with James with James Winston, Winston who is also somebody that's kind of been in the same position. But you know, there's a reason why Ryan Tannehill just got that ridiculous extension because literally all you had to do was be a competent quarterback and you would have got paid. It, uh, Derek Carr for whatever he's been in the past, outside of really that great 2015 campaign when uh, Mark Cooper did his thing and they were really really close uh, to sniffing the playoffs had he not got hurt. He has not lived up to the bill at all. He's made a lot of mistakes. Um, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily make a lot of plays for you. So, yes, he could be a guy that he could be a check down king. But at the end of the day, if you want him to throw it downfield and, you know, move the ball, he's not going to do that. He's not that guy. 
Um, I don't really expect the Raiders to keep with the Derek Carr thing. If they go, let me just say like one and three or, or two and four to start the season. Why not put a guy like Mariota in? Why not try other things? Because clearly it's working. The Titans are the perfect example of that. Heck, the Ravens a couple of years ago are a perfect example of that. They, and they weren't in uh, any better situation. They, they were a pretty much even team until they inserted Lamar Jackson. And pretty much Titans pretty much did the same thing. So I kind of see this thinking like, hey, we can get a guy that's cheaper. We don't have to pay this guy again down the line. Um, and he's perfect trade, baby, because uh, teams will always cash out for a guy like Derek Carr. So I think it's a genius move, honestly. Um, you secured your backup backup with Nathan Peterman. Um, by the way, these are all Gruden guys. Gruden loves Mariota. Gruden loves Nathan Peterman. <laughs> so it all kind of just makes sense. But in that, he's doing what he believes he has to do. And I don't see Derek Carr being here past the 2020 season. So when I saw this signing, I, I just said, Marcus Mariota, you're now Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity. It's up to you. Um, the Raiders will not be in a situation where, at least I don't think, where Derek Carr is going to just blow blow him out of the water and Mariota is not going to have an opportunity. Mariota is going to have an opportunity to take over the Raiders' job. He's going to be able, have to be able to win games. And if he's able to, he could find himself in a similar situation as Ryan Tannehill this year where he's getting a big contract next year because he led the Raiders to, um, he led the Raiders to a playoff game. This Raiders team is not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have pieces, and they're trying to find that quarterback. Whether that's going to be Mariota, whether that's going to be uh, Carr, whether that's going to be a quarterback in the draft, we don't know. But Marcus Mariota, he had the feeling last year of an opposing, a former starting quarterback coming into the fold and competing for that job. He lost the job, and now he has his own opportunity to get it back by beating, uh, beating Derek Carr out as an Oakland Raider. It's going to be interesting. I still think Derek Carr is going to be the starter week one, and it's still mm-hmm. his team. But if there's any sign of, oh, this is not working, especially when you're going to Las Vegas in a new stadium, everybody's trying to, um, everybody's trying to be hype. Everybody's trying to open up the new stadium. If you start to get a little bit of a lull to get that injection back, you bring in Marcus Mariota. And, hey, who knows? Maybe it'll work out for him, and he'll find himself a, a new home in Las Vegas. Moving on to a backup quarterback that is now a starter in the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater, a coveted free agent last season, decided to come back, spend another year behind Drew Brees, and has now gotten his opportunity with the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, obviously, now is without a job. We'll get to him in a little bit. But how do you like this move for the Panthers picking up Teddy Bridgewater and making him their quarterback of the future? I think it was the perfect move. Um, unfortunately, man, we all love Cam. I should say that first and foremost. But that arm, man, since that sort of injury – the consecutive ones, his arm has not been the same. I don't even know if he is a a viable 16, 17-game well, now quarterback. I don't know if he's going to get you 3,000 passing yards anymore. Um, And it's unfortunate to say because he was super cam at one point. Um, But, you know, new regime in, um, in Carolina. It's time to start moving on. I think Teddy Bridgewater is the perfect guy for the situation. Um. He's not the same polarizing guy that Cam Newton is, and the Panthers aren't going to be the same polarizing team, which they had uh, when they like they were when Cam Newton was around. Um, a guy like Teddy, he's gonna he he's gonna do everything he has to do to not make mistakes and play clean football, and I think that's all you can ask for right now because this Panthers team is not built to win. Um, yes, they have great offensive weapons here and there, but as a unit, they still need better pass catchers. They still need linemen depth. Um, 
really only guys you're really relying on right now is Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, and uh, <clears throat> Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. And what do you really what do you really get out of that? Uh, I don't really see much from this Panthers team. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater will be able to keep the ship running. Uh, you will see like six wins or something like that. But I think it's the perfect move going towards the future because now you have something to look forward to. Now guys who, you know, he's a well-liked guy in the league. Uh, he's going to want to come play with them and things like that. And personally, I've always liked uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he should still be the guy with the Vikings had he not been hurt like he was. Um, but now we're in a situation where we get to see this play out. So I really like him in the NFC South. I always think he can steal some games. And it's going to be nice to see him go against the Saints, but I think it's the perfect move for them to uh, just keep things running and just not don't – take, don't take steps back. That's the biggest thing you want in free agency. And I think they took a step forward. I'm actually the opposite. I wish Teddy went somewhere else. I wish he was in a better situation. I do like Matt Rowe. I like Joe Judge. Um, I think the Panthers will be good eventually, mm-hmm. but I still think Cam is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think Cam 80% is better than Teddy Bridgewater 100%. Like, Teddy Bridgewater with the Saints when he went five. Game manager. This, this, he was a game manager, and this Saints team was stacked at almost every other position. He's going to a Colts team where, yeah, they have Christian McCaffrey, but they don't really have much else. Like, they don't have that clear-defined number one receiver. They don't have a great defense. They don't have a great – like, they have nothing mm-hmm. there. And Teddy Bridgewater is now going in there and being the best player. I think it's going to look a little bit different. I think the Panthers should have given Cam a year. And let's say everything doesn't work out and it implodes. There's a quarterback that's currently in Carolina now that's in college that could potentially mm-hmm. be one of the best quarterbacks we've seen in the past five, ten years. And his name is Trevor Lawrence. And if you would have gone and you went ahead, I, I think the Panthers fans would have been fine with trying, giving Cam one more year, seeing if it works out. And if not, you bottom out, you're the worst team in the league, you get the best quarterback in the draft. And I think Trevor Lawrence, everybody would have been fine with uh, Matt Rule and not having a great first season. It was a rebuild season, and you now start dealing with Trevor Lawrence and trying to move forward. I think Teddy's going to be able to have – he's going to be okay um, with the – Okay with the uh, the Panthers. I don't think it's a game changer by any mm. means, but I still think Cam should have gotten another year. I mean, he he shut everything down, and he said he's not rushing back until he's a hundred percent healthy again. And that's not something we've seen from Cam since his Super Bowl run. He hasn't been a hundred percent healthy, and I believe him. He, he didn't rush back. He was taking his time. He was pretty quiet off social media and everything, and he was able to get himself back into shape and get himself back to that. Cam Newton that was an MVP and got his team to the Super Bowl. Who knows what he's going to end up being. We'll find out whenever he lands with the team. But I, I personally would have given Cam another year and probably would have wanted Teddy in a, in a better situation. But he's with the Carolina Panthers now, and we'll see how mm-hmm. that goes. But we'll move on from quarterbacks that are moving to a new team to quarterbacks that are staying with their team. Uh, quickly, I'll just run through all three. You could just give me your thoughts on all three because not really much with Cam. Yeah. following on, on, on uh, these. But Drew Brees – Resigned two years, uh, fifty million with um, the Saints. Kirk Cousins resigned with the Minnesota Vikings, so he'll be back uh, for the next three years, an extension for the next three years. And Ryan Tannehill, biggest question mark, maybe Brady would go there. He resigns for a big deal with 
uh, the Tennessee Titans. So, what are your thoughts on all three of these deals? Uh, sorry, I'll start at uh, <clears throat> I'll start at the Drew Brees um, deal. I think it's a, a a perfect move for a guy that wants to end his career there. Um, you let a guy like Drew Brees do that. Yes, did he not perform in the playoffs as well as he should have? Sure, but what's the quarterback market looking like right now? That you can make an immediate improvement. There's not much. We all know Teddy wasn't the real improvement. He kept that ship running. Drew Brees, he, I mean, what are you going to get out of a basically a 40-year-old guy? It's not much. And these guys, you know, him, Brady, Phillip Rivers, are all kind of hanging around right now. But I think you still get decent production, uh, production in the offense with Drew, uh, with Drew Brees. Stat-wise, he's always going to be that man. Um, I just want to see how he goes really down the line. Um, I hope it's not one of those things where he needs supreme protection and he can't take a hit anymore, which it kind of feels like. Uh, maybe that's a little bit alarming, but two years, fifty million—it's not—it's not terrible. I mean, like I said, you, you're paying one of the top ten contracts uh, for a quarterback when you throw that um twenty-five million dollar around. But with a guy like Drew Brees in the quarterback market, I think it makes the most sense. Um, now Kirk Cousins' extension is a—it's <laughs> it's a, it's a little different because. You don't just give a guy, you know, you gave a guy like Drew Brees fifty million because he's earned that, but you don't give a guy like Kirk Cousins sixty six million. <clears throat> That's a thirty three million dollar cap hit right there. Uh, you know what you're getting out of Kirk Cousins. Um, they lost Stephon Diggs. I and I hope it's not one of those situations, um, like back in the day where they where they traded a guy like Randy Moss and just picked up a worse receiver in the draft. Uh, you know, if they get a guy in the draft that they want to kind of mold and things like that, sure. But then I have Diggs there and kind of relying on Thielen as your number one. It's not going to work. Thielen is not a true number one. He really relied on Diggs being the X or Z because he can line up in the slot, amongst other things. Um, they're going to have a lot. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Dalvin Cook this year. But we'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins. He finally won his playoff game. Um, we'll see what happens. It's just uh, that money situation. He always finds a way to weasel out some money out of the team. And I don't think it's going to end well there, just like it didn't end well with the Redskins. Uh, going forward, though, you know, we can talk about money, man. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Tannehill, he probably pulled one of the best and greatest finesses one-year turnarounds of all time because he was absolutely nothing, and I thought he was going to be out of the league after his last year with the Dolphins. And when the Titans signed him uh, last offseason, I didn't think much of it. I mean, I didn't think much of the Titans anyway. I knew Marcus Mariota wasn't the answer, but – I did not realize Ryan Tannehill was the answer for that team. Um, it's a little bit interesting that, you know, and I understand the running back market. Um, you got to get you got to get a guy like Darren Henry. If he could be tagged, if he's not already been tagged, um, you have to get him back. And if he's already been tagged, then they're kind of thinking along those lines. But a guy like Ryan Tannehill, he is more of an ultimate game manager than Teddy Bridgewater or really any quarterback we've really mentioned Uh he does his job, and maybe that's what Mike Vrabel wants. Maybe he just wants a guy that's not going to make mistakes. But if you want a guy that's just not going to make mistakes, you don't pay four years, $118 million for him. Um, you know, I guess the money is just able to be thrown around. But, shoot, I feel like he would have signed for four years, $100 million. That's that $25 million mark I was just saying right there. Uh, and, you know, Going down the line, I think a team like the Titans kind of has to fill in some more spots. Uh, and I still think quarterback is the one. Uh, if you go, if you lose a guy like um, Derrick Henry going down the line because he wants to get that big payday, they might have to fill in now. I still think they need more receivers. Um, yes, A.J. Brown is one of the best rookies uh, that come out from last year, but it's still not the case. He's still got to spend a lot more money. And keeping that defense around is going to be pricey as well. So 
Um, it's cool they threw money at him, and that's their guy, and I like the continuity and things like that. I just wish these guys weren't getting grossly overpaid. But uh, I think the best move out of all of them is the Drew Brees move. Um, you get a guy like Drew Brees back, and there's no drama. We're already setting the tone for um for day one going into camp and things like that. They can make another run in the playoffs with there being seven spots. Uh, you know, they have a good chance. So I think that's the best move. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they all resigned and they all earned it in a way. So good for them. Yeah, so I'm I'm essentially the same when it comes to that thinking. Drew Brees, first mm-hmm. move, he wants to retire. Saying he has two years in him, I think maybe he'll he maybe do a third year, uh, a third year down the line, and uh, in three years Drew Brees will be retired. He has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara there to keep him young. They're going to continue being, I think, the top team in the mm-hmm. NFC South. They're going to co- dominate. They'll they'll be in the playoffs. Hopefully, they get over that hump. Maybe Drew Brees can win one more. A perfect move. Everybody was happy. I think my biggest question now is what happens with Taysom Hill. Uh, the reports were that he wanted to be a starting quarterback coming next year. Not expecting this draft class to be this robust. I mean, all the quarterbacks that are moving. It's going to be hard for Taysom Hill to find himself a starting job. So does he find himself back with the Saints? That's their biggest question now. But XFL. Great move for Drew Brees. <laughs> great move for Drew Brees. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Jeez. Where do I start? Okay, so uh, I was looking at uh, the contract of uh, of his deal. In uh, 2020, his cap hit is okay. $21 million. That's cool. Not bad mm-hmm. at all, actually. And then in 2021, his cap hit is $31 oh, million. Is. Wait. In 2020... There's still money missing here, isn't there? <laughs> in 2022, oh, no. when he's 34 oh, no. years old, Kirk Cousins' cap hit is $45 oh, no. million. Dollars. And that's why Stephon Diggs. See says, ya. <laughs> it's, it's got it's, something's got to change because Kirk Cousins is getting this type of money. Hey, congrats to him. Let him get all the money that he wants. But oh, they could have signed is, Case Keenum. That's that's a terrible deal. Kirk Cousins is. I mean, he always will be a mediocre quarterback to me. He's never going to be able to get you over the hump. You need elite talent around him for you guys to move forward. And hey, maybe they'll do that. Maybe they have imaginary money somewhere. Million? But that cap hit. That cap hit in uh, 2022 is going to be something serious. And I think Viking fans will be scratching their head. They, they may be coming off the high of having one playoff victory. Um, it's probably as good as they'll get with uh, Kirk Cousins. But, hey, Jeez. who knows? And then Ryan Tannehill, the way that they structured his contract, actually, I, I, I enjoy it. The number seems really big, but it's uh, they can get out of it after mm. three years or after two years. Pretty, uh, not easily, but, like, they have That's a good. cap hit. And after three years, they can get out of it completely. So I don't hate the move. I think uh, Tannehill was that spark that they needed. Hopefully it continues into the uh, the next season, in the 2020 season. Who knows what we'll find out. But the number one priority should be getting Derrick Henry back because even though running back is something that you can you can change frequently, Derrick Henry is not a typical running back. He's, he's a real different guy. He's going to be able to uh, lead that Titans team for, I think, at least mm-hmm. three more years where he's at this level. So making sure you get him back, that's the number one goal. And if you can, I think they'll be totally fine. But we'll move on from quarterbacks that are signed. We know where they're playing next year to quarterbacks on the other end where everything is up in the air. So I'll first start with a quarterback that was franchise tagged but hasn't started yet, uh, hasn't gotten the deal that he's wanting, and he's definitely not playing on a franchise tag in Dak Prescott. So, Micah, do you think that Dak Prescott is going to get the deal that he wants, that him and the Cowboys are going to be able to come together and he gets this mega deal? And 
What do you think of Dak Prescott in the first place, even getting a mega deal that will make him probably the highest paid quarterback in the NFL? Man, I it's about it's about really what you value, I guess. And that's really my thing with Dak Prescott as a whole as a player. What do you want out of this, out of Dak Prescott? Do you want him to I don't know, do you want him to be that free, face of the franchise guy? Do you want him to to really I don't I don't know, do you really want him to to be that guy you want to put that dollar amount on? And I guess that's kind of where I'm thinking. Or do you want do you want to underpay a guy like that because he hasn't necessarily lived up to the expectations in my opinion um stats wise we at this point stat wise Dak Prescott he he's always going to have the dang stats man it reminds me of Kirk Cousins he's going to find a way to fill the stat sheet up he's going to get himself his nice uh what that's last year he had 30 touchdowns which was a big except usually he's around like maybe 20-ish but he's a solid player um he does have a little bit of a turnover problem at times but I don't it, it, like I said, bro. It's really, really hard to <laughs> imagine myself paying thirty million a year or plus for a guy like Dak Prescott. And, you know, that's what he's going to be getting um, with the tag and things like that. He'll get it what thirty, thirty-one million or something like that. Um, yep. Yeah, bro. But I don't. I, uh, I don't want him being the highest paid quarterback in the league. Which is basically what it's coming down to. Do you want him to be the highest paid quarterback in the league or not? Because it doesn't sound. It sounds like they probably. What I'm assuming is that they didn't negotiate tons of things. They probably gave him that that sweet 25 range. They probably gave him that sweet um that that like 26, 27. And I think he really wants that 30 plus range. I'm the Cowboys. I don't really want to pay that press out that. But it's also about what do you want for your franchise going forward. He's stable enough to get that team to literally get the ship running. He's a little bit more of a more than a game manager, but he's not an elite quarterback. He's right there in that dead zone. If you think that he could take the step up and he could be in that elite zone, then okay, you pay him. Now the repercussions are the repercussions of paying him is you're not gonna be able to really pay guys on the line that you need to get into a championship. Um mm-hmm. and that's a little bit scary in, in the Cowboys' mind, in my opinion, and that's why they're kind of delaying this and delaying this and delaying this because if you commit that much dollar amount on the back end, yes, it might work for the first year or so where they structure it to work. But in year three and four, when you have to repay guys that are real game changers that are the best in their the best in their uh position group, you're not gonna be able to do it. Um, you know, losing a guy like Byron Jones, that hurts this year, even though uh, I don't think he's the best corner in the league. He is one of the better corners in the league. He gets you consistent production. This is gonna start happening more and more if you assign a dollar amount to Dak Prescott like that. So if the Cowboys think he's the future and he can get you to that, he could be a top seven quarterback or a top quarter of the league quarterback, top eight quarterback, then go for it. If you don't see the upside and you kind of see the flaws and things like that and think, hey, I could literally get another quarterback on a cheaper dollar amount and put him in this system, which is pretty good. It's, you know, you know how that goes with the Cowboys. I would do that. So I would lean towards not giving him that dollar amount, but I would expect the Cowboys too, just because they're kind of back into a corner at this point. Yeah. If I'm, uh, as a Redskins fan, I'm fine with seeing a core of Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, we know what's going Ezekiel on. Elliott for the, for the next eight to 10 years. Doesn't that scare me in the slightest? They'll win the NFC East a couple of times, cool. They'll maybe win a playoff game. But that team's never winning Super Bowl. It's simple as that. They're just not going to be a Super Bowl winning team. They don't have the pieces. They don't have 
it's it's just not gonna happen. There are a lot of QBs on the open market right now. Uh, one in mm-hmm. Tom Brady, one in Cam Newton, who is available in a trade, who will probably cost Way less than Dak Prescott. If I am the Cowboys, I'm going after Cam Newton. I I don't know. I like you said, we love Cam Newton. Cam Newton has always been one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player over the past six, seven years in the NFL. I think he still has an ability to get it done. But I do understand the predicament that the Cowboys were in. I was in the same mm-hmm. predicament with Kirk Cousins, where I was like, what's going to be better? What other alternative do we have? And us losing Kirk Cousins, am I happy that he walked away and uh, we didn't sign him to a crazy contract? Yeah, I am. But the Redskins also could have been in a different situation over the past couple of years. We wouldn't be considered one of the worst teams in the NFL over the past couple of years if Kirk Cousins was at the helm and wouldn't go through eight quarterbacks in two seasons. We wouldn't have Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson and uh, Alex Smith and Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, who's now apparently the quarterback of the future. But with Kirk Cousins, we wouldn't have had any of these problems. So there is a give and take and an uncertainty and almost a being very comfortable with the known and being very scared of the unknown. And if you're the Cowboys, hey, you have a decision to make. Jerry Jones, you, you want to win a championship and you think Jack is the guy, give him all the money in the world. But if I am the GM, if I'm Stephen Jones and I'm Jerry, I, I'm looking for an alternative. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Dak Prescott is going to be, if not the highest, the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And the Cowboys are going to continue being mediocre. But, hey, they're going next year. Not This year we still have 16 games, but next year we're going to a 17-game schedule. So you can't go 8-8 <laughs> eight and eight anymore. Oh, you can't be a 500 team anymore. So. <laughs> You could be a little bit. You could be. You could be a, a little bit above. Uh, or you could go seven and ten, seven. and it really looks bad. And now you're three <laughs> games back. But hey, oh uh, yeah, instead of seven and nine, seven and ten. So, hey, who who knows? But I think the Dak Prescott situation is something that is going to be very, very fluid. And eventually, I think he'll be back with the Cowboys because uh, they they really don't want to go any other route. So moving on from Dak, I want to touch back on uh, Jacoby Brissett. We talked about Philip Rivers signing there, which means Jacoby Brissett is now without a team. Do you think he has an opportunity anywhere to start? He was a Patriots backup, and they don't have a quarterback at this moment. Does Jacoby Brissett have options where he can pick and choose, maybe potentially where he wants to, to go and continue uh, continue on with his I career? absolutely think he has a choice. Um, one of the best things about him um, is that the production is there. Now, how much production? You could take the last two seasons in, and you can – I guess kind of give you a dollar amount. Um, he's going to get paid or uh, going forward. Um, I think he's what five. He's what north. He's probably around that high teens, maybe low twenties on cap hit. Or you know, given that guaranteed money. I think a guy. I think a team like the Chargers would be a good service to Jacoby Brissett. Um, only you know you'll have to you have to pull some strings to kind of get that working and uh, things like that, but. I still think he has starting quality. Um, is he the answer? Is he the final piece to a team? Um, nah, not unless your team is already there. And, you know, if you guys, if you have like a quarterback injury or something like that on, on a bigger scale and your team is perfect, then maybe he's a guy that can fill in and kind of be that Nick Foles of the, of the thing. But I still think he has starting quality talent. Uh where though is the question? I would say I would honestly bank on a team like the Chargers, um, to kind of make a move to get him, um, simply because I don't think they're going to be 
in the Tom Brady sweepstakes, although they made a couple moves that maybe changed that. Um, I, I think I think a team that could throw the most the most money at Tom Brady, and well, it's also a situation where um, it's about success. So if you see a guy like Tom Brady make the first move and go to the Chargers, I can see him being the James Winston replacement in uh, <clears throat> in Tampa Bay. Amongst other things, if the Lions QB situation kind of goes left or whatever that is, I can see him starting there. I still think he starts on the team next year. Um, it's just about where. And it's just about going forward. Is Jacoby Brissett your answer? Um, I don't know if he's the answer going forward, but I know next year that he could give you a good 3,000 yards and about 25 touchdowns, and I would bank on that. And I think teams vying for that seventh playoff spot, that new seventh playoff spot, you can get him in and you can make that thing happen. Um, just about the right fit, but I think Jacoby Brissett is still a starter in this league for at least the 2020 NFL season. So with Jacoby, the three teams, mm-hmm. Patriots, Bucks, or Chargers. Tom Brady, obviously, he said he's removing himself from the Patriots. So that's not happening. And wherever uh, wherever uh, Brady isn't, Jacoby has an opportunity there. I think Jacoby's going to be a starter in the NFL next year. It's going to be one of those three teams. I would love to Bill see Bill Belichick, who is the greatest coach of all time. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any question about that. Won all these rings. He always has a plan. He always knows what he's doing, and he knows what's best for his team. He's already had Jacoby Brissett, so I think that would be a smart fit if he already, if Bill already knows his plan already has his QB moving forward and Jared Stidham or whether that's Cam or whoever one of these QBs that are out there, he already has his plan. If not, I think whoever loses out on the mm-hmm. Tom Brady seat states will be looking for an immediate starting quarterback. And I think you get that in um you Absolutely. get that in Jacoby Brissett. I think I think Jacoby is he showed over the years that he has an ability to be a starting quarterback. He can take your team close to the uh close to a playoff contention and if you have really good pieces, which I think yeah, the Chargers do have, they have good pieces, he could take you to that next level and get you to the playoffs and maybe win in a game or two. Um, so I, I think they'll be I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think they'll be fine with getting Jacoby Brissett if they lose out on the uh, Brady deal. I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is going to get the security where he's going to be get, get four years or five years on a deal, but he will be able to have an opportunity to earn a long-term contract, mm-hmm. almost like a Ryan Tannehill, if he's able to take a team like the Buccaneers who haven't been in the playoffs in God knows how long to the playoffs, or Chargers who have been in the playoffs but had an off year back to the playoffs. So Jacoby's going to have a market. He's going to have an opportunity to start, and I think he'll be. I think he'll be totally fine. So we've touched on Dak. We've touched on. Uh, we've touched on Jacoby. Uh, let's go to Cam Newton. Cam Newton, right now, his odds-on favorite are the Chicago Bears. Uh, that's where everybody right now, betting favorite at least, is that he ends up with the Chicago Bears. If he goes to the Chicago Bears, he's starting mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears because Mr. Trubisky is not beating them up. So what what do you think of uh, Cam Newton to Chicago? And if not to Chicago, do you have any other spot you're looking for him to, uh, looking for him to touch on? And even, I mean, there's a tie with Ron mm-hmm. Rivera and Cam Newton. Obviously, his money... You have to figure it out of whether restructuring or something, but is there even a chance that Cam Newton can end up on the watch? Cam Newton is probably the most up in the air decision because, I mean, literally just earlier he said, "Hey, I didn't even ask for this trade thing to happen. You guys kind of put me in a situation 
And we see what happened, you know, the dominoes kind of falling and the writing on the wall. It's signed Teddy Bridgewater. So we know he's on the way out. And we know that they're shopping. There's a few ways this can go. This can go. Um, he will not be traded for a high draft pick. That's, that's the first thing. So teams that are looking for maybe a quarterback in the draft, you're not going to trade your first-round draft pick for a guy like Cam Newton. However, those second, third, let me have say second, those third and fourth-round picks could be really interesting to the Panthers and might tip them. If not the Chicago Bears in that situation, I can see a team maybe like the Dolphins kind of getting in the play here because right now their quarterback situation is – you hope Fitzpatrick has magic, and you hope Josh Rosen is that guy. And if not, they're literally going to draft somebody. And I don't think they should draft somebody. I don't think they should waste their high draft picks on a quarterback. Like, um, <clears throat> in you know, in, in that situation, um, if I'm the Dolphins, first of all, I kind of just trade back and kind of see what I can do because um, they're in that dead zone. Um, and I think a guy like Cam Newton would be perfect for them. Um, and you brought up the thing with the Washington Redskins. Um yeah, I don't really – I love Cam Newton, and maybe he is a service uh, to the Redskins at this point. But honestly, I would rather see them kind of stick it out with Haskins. And if it just doesn't work, man, you start to plan after that. But I don't want to bring a guy like Cam Newton in, and then what are you doing with your first-round pick last year? Um, but, yeah, Cam Newton's situation is really, really fluid. Um, and it's teams that still need quarterbacks uh, – if he does go to the Bears, I can see a t- uh, I can see the Bears kind of flipping Trubisky or, or or trying to get something out of him. But neither of these guys, uh, well, Cam Newton is more of a of a sure bet than a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I don't like you. You're high on Cam Newton, and I'm I'm pretty high on him. But I need to see. I need I need to just make sure he's healthy, man. He is waiting, and I hope that he really comes back to full form. But I don't know if he comes back to full form. And, you know, I, I can see him going to a team like the Dolphins and kind of showing out. And, you know, the perception of that would be like, hey, we're getting a good Cam Newton that, uh, Cam Newton back. And if you're in a um, situation like the AFC East is right now, maybe I want to play against the Bills. Maybe I want to play against the Patriots with no Brady. Maybe these are teams like the Jets. Maybe I want to play these guys because I can show what I'm worth and I can start to get the tables, uh, the tables turning again. Um, I would like to see Cam Newton in a situation that he can absolutely excel wherever he goes. Um, something that he's not in. I don't want to see him limited, and I don't want to see him um, kind of playing this role where he's not fully him. But uh, a team like the Bears would fit him. A team like the Dolphins, I feel like, would benefit him greatly. Um, the Skins, not so much. Uh, we'll find a way to mess it up, in my opinion. Uh, I know Ron Rivera is a good guy, and he's worked <laughs> with Cam before. But I kind of want to stay clear. I actually would rather suck. Then Cam Newton gave me like three more wins, and we still don't make the playoffs, and now we don't have good draft uh, scenarios and that. But you know, I, I can see Cam Newton to the Bears. I can definitely see him to the Dolphins. Yeah, so I think Cam is going to the Bears, and I think the Bears are going to mm-hmm. be a playoff team next year. Um, they already have a great defense, and we know this. The problem they could not score an offense. I think Cam helps them out. Uh, Matt Nagy is somebody that likes to run with his quarterback, likes to do a lot of play action, likes to be able to move everything around, just doesn't want a quarterback that is stationary in the pocket. Cam Newton fills that. Um, Redskins, I don't think there's any shot that Cam Newton goes to the Redskins, and if it does, I think that puts us back three, four years and just brings back, like, this QB kill. over it, bro. I am, I am tired of it. If Dwayne Hassan is going to suck, let him suck for the next three years and let's rebuild. But I just want a quarterback. I mean, what was the last time – 
is Jason Campbell like the last time we had like a steady quarterback where we're like, oh, okay, we know Jason Campbell's going to be a quarterback for the next like two years or so. Ever since then, RG3, yeah, he's going to be our he's going to be our guy. Oh, ACL. Okay, so Kirk Cousins. Oh, Kirk Cousins is going to be nope. Kirk Cousins is gone. Cole oh McCoy. Oh nope. McNabb. McNabb. It's, Rex Grossman. Jason Bell. McNabb. Yeah. John Beckwith. Yeah, it's bad. Like it. It's so many of them. I'm I'm tired. So let me just have a quarterback for hey, the next two three years. We'll figure out after that we can move on for him. But I don't want Cam. I think Cam will be best on the Bears. He's going to be able to succeed on the Bears, and I think it's a perfect fit. Mitch is going to be a backup. I don't think he's going to be a starter in the NFL again. I mean, he, he got the keys to like a, a Ferrari with that defense. Like that defense two years ago was insane, and they lost to the Eagles with Nick Foles. Not their fault. I mean, mm-hmm. Cody Parkey didn't miss the kick that would have sent them to the next round, but should be in that situation in the first place. So I think he's lost his job. Cam will be back with uh, will be a Chicago Bear and. I think they move on from there. It is sad that the Panthers pushed him out, and he came out on Instagram and said uh, he didn't make this decision. He wanted to stay with the Panthers, but obviously they moved their separate ways and went with Teddy. So that leaves Cam uh, looking to find a new home, and I think he finds that in Chicago. Uh, moving on, let's touch on uh, Jameis Winston, famous Jameis. Jameis, unfortunately for me, I think Jameis, all the quarterbacks are playing musical chairs. And Jameis is mm-hmm. standing there without a chair. He, he's, he's eliminated from the game. Uh, right now, the Patriots are going super hard at Tom Brady. If they get Tom Brady, obviously Jameis Winston is gone. If they don't get Tom Brady, I think Jacoby Brissett is going in there before Jameis Winston is there. And looking at the rest of the landscape, I can't really find a team or a fit where Jameis Winston will be able to compete. Do you see Jameis Winston getting a starting job? And if not a starting job, do you even see him somewhere where he he'll be in the league? But where will he get a backup job? At? The Jameis Winston thing is 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 interesting just because of I don't know. I mean, what is he? What, what would his asking price be? I mean, because like you know, on his rookie deal, he's getting <laughs> rookie deal money, but he's gonna want a lot of money on the on back end, bro. Like he's gonna want a lot of money in general. Um, which is a little bit scary. I, I, I don't, I don't know if you, you know, give him that. Um, and I don't know what he asked for. I, and judging by his confidence, and maybe it's a rational confidence, but judging by his confidence that he presents and the fact that he had a five thousand yard season, which by the way was one of the most fluke five thousand yard seasons. The man threw over six hundred passes, <laughs> barely completed sixty percent of them, and threw thirty picks. So. And I, I watched the video where twenty he had twenty one oh, yes. interceptions. He could have easily so. had over fifty <laughs> interceptions if DBs if DB, if DBs could catch. You know, yeah, you know how insane. that goes. Man, James, yeah, James Winston, bro. Uh, and what's crazy is he might end up starting somewhere next year. Um, I don't honestly, I don't want him to start next year. I don't think he is a starter. Um, and it could be a situation where. I don't think he gets signed right now in this process. I think he honestly, he's not going to get signed for a team until after the draft. And I think he has to kind of just sit back, do, you know, do talks, whatever you have to do, but don't commit to anything yet. If I'm Jameis Winston, I kind of want to see the landscape of things and play out. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, think he, I don't even he, think he has, has cards, an ability like, to even be the guy to be like, 
Yeah, so yeah, to be like, oh, I, I'm committing to this, or like I, I think his best case scenario is signing yeah, a one is. year. Um, and like I'm saying, there's teams that still need a quarterback that are in desperate, desperate need. Um, if something happens in the draft and a team doesn't get a quarterback high, or let's say something like that, he could easily be that filler option. But the problem is dealing with that and, and just dealing with the the implications of James Winston's game at this point is just ill, bro. I, I don't, I don't. I don't really want James Winston at the helm of my at the helm of my team. I don't, I don't really don't like. It's unfortunate it's got to this point, but I couldn't see a, a real player like a real playoff team getting giving him that opportunity. If he signs a one year, it'll be probably be like a a one year fifteen million to to even you know I'm just throwing teams out there like the Dolphins or something like that that really still need a quarterback. And I'm gonna keep pushing the Dolphins need to sign somebody at quarterback because I don't want them taking two, but. They got to do something. Even if they take two, I, I still wouldn't want to throw him out there year one. And maybe a guy like Jameis Winston, he won't necessarily be a, a mentor to him. But at least you give him a year to kind of just sit back and say, hey, this is how you not play quarterback. And, you know, whoever I'm bringing in, this is what we're going to learn from and do and not do exactly this. Um, Hey, I, I don't think he's a starter. I think he's going to ask for a lot of money. I think he's going to get humbled on that front. And I think you're going to see him signing like a, a one-year $15 million win. Something like that, just because he has to get back on on the roster. But uh, yeah, he he's a guy without cards. He's a guy without chips at the table. Uh, not a seat to the dance, however you want to call it. He's he's not been invited to the cookout right now, and I don't think he will till like late early May, <laughs> late April when things start to get uh, rolling again. So, time for him to just sit back and you know something to come to him, but it's not gonna happen right now. So, Jameis, right now. I think he's going to be a premier backup where – or me, let me ask say premier backup. So you have a situation. You mentioned Miami. That's that's where I circle to. Um, they're probably going to drop Tua. Mm-hmm. Tua is coming off of a big injury where he may not be ready to be immediately starting and ready to start an NFL season. So maybe you have a James Winston where he can take eight games, ten games, even the whole season and be that stopgap until Tua is ready to fully go and take the reins over. Um, if not, I could see a situation mm-hmm. like the Detroit Lions where Stafford has his issues with his back. Um, obviously, he's a good quarterback when he when he's healthy, but if he's not able to be healthy, you have Jameis Winston while you're trying to figure out what you do next. Um, you have Jags where Nick Foles could potentially be traded, and uh, you have Gardner Minshew, but you also Absolutely. want to have that secure backup in Jameis Winston. So, like, there are options here and there. Uh, the Patriots, obviously, they don't have a quarterback right now, so he could find himself as a starter if Bill Belichick sees something that he likes there. There are options all over the league. I just don't know where he ends up, and I don't really think that uh, he knows at this moment where he's going to end up. It's it's not going to be a robust market for starting jobs. Like I said, they play musical chairs, and he's the only one without a chair at the present moment. So... I think he'll be a backup next year. Maybe he'll have a, a Marcus Mariota situation because coming into free agency, I, I thought actually that James Winston would be in Marcus Mariota's situation with the Raiders where he's fighting with their car, see who gets that starting job. Not happening right now. Maybe it's because Bill Belichick is interested in him in, with the Patriots. Who knows? I, I doubt it, but hey, we'll see. I'm never doubting Bill Belichick and the moves that he makes, so. It'll be interesting to see. I don't think James Winston is going back to the Bucks. They've already made it clear that they want Tom Brady. If they don't get Tom Brady, it'll be kind of awkward to be like, yo, so 
Yeah, we can get Tom, so he's still free. Like, you, you still want to be a quarterback here? So, <laughs> I don't really think that's happening. So, he, he's he's there and he looks like he's stuck for, for the foreseeable future until teams, like you said, draft their quarterbacks, evaluate, see what they need and can get a good a good backup. I think he'll be the best backup in the league, honestly. But Jameis could be a starter. I just don't think there's any opportunities right now for him to, to get a starting opportunity. But, of course – did this on purpose. You mm-hmm. say the best for last. Got to keep people listening to the pod, making sure they're they're tuned in. Tom Brady, nine nine o'clock this morning, waking up. Uh, look at my phone. And I'm like, oh wait, Brady dropped some news. I thought it was where he was going to be signing, but it was just no. He announced that he was leaving the New England Patriots. The 20 year run is over. It has come to an end. Tom Brady is no longer going to be a Patriot. What does that mean for the league? Well, everything was it's been shaken. Everything's upside down. Right now, the reports are that Tom Brady is sued by the Chargers and the Buccaneers. Those are the two top teams that are willing to give him whatever money they want, and they just don't know what he wants to do. He hasn't told anybody. There's going to be an expectation for um, an announcement sometime this week. People are saying tomorrow. We'll find out. But, Micah, if you're Tom Brady and now that the Patriots are, are out of it and the Tennessee Titans have mm. gotten there, because Tennessee would have been the best fit. I think we could all say that. If everything but Tennessee's out of it, Vegas obviously at this point is out of it. So that leaves two, two spots, uh, the Buccaneers and the Chargers. Both teams where they have mm-hmm. good wide receiver talent. Need a, the Chargers need to shore up their uh, O-line, Trent Williams, cough, cough. Uh, and the Buccaneers still have other things that they have to fill out. If you're Tom Brady, Man, what so uh, I'm Tom Brady. I'm pushing to not only get into the playoffs, but I'm pushing to be a sneaky wild card team going into the Super Bowl. And I think the only way you can do that right now is the San Diego Chargers. Um, you know, the dollar amount is definitely going to be better with Tampa Bay, and I'm sure they're really needy for a guy that's not James Winston. But reality situation is outside of. Outside of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, the Buccaneers have nothing. And the Chargers have those two type of players, two guys that get you a 1,000 yards. Plus, they have way better talent all around the field. Their defense is supremely better. Um, one of the, In my opinion, one of the best front sevens in the game. Also, with guys like Derwin James, who's going to be back healthy, guys like Desmond King on the back, and they have so much talent. Another team that was, you know, injuries aside, that could be right there battling for um, good playoff spots. This is a guy who just opened his production company in L.A. really uh, really recently. I think he's either A, preparing for retirement or, you know, preparing to go to L.A. and play with the Chargers. I like this move. Um, I like Tom Brady being with the Chargers. I think he brings that team an immediate upgrade to Phillip Rivers. Um, You know, and it's all for kind of the obvious reasons. Um, Neither of their arm talent is there, but Tom Brady is such a better his player historically and right now than really Philip Rivers has ever been. Um, if you bring a guy like Tom Brady in, you're going to understand that the smart QB play is going to be there. It's still like I can make top-notch throws. He's not going to be able to bomb it down the field, but with guys, with the, you know, the talent they have, you're not asking him to do that. You're asking him to work it down the field in a West Coast office. You're asking him to hand off the ball. You're going to ask him to play smart football and rely on that defense to win the game. And I think Tom Brady is perfect for that right now. And I honestly, I wish the Patriots would have done more things like that to get him in positions just to be a game manager. 
really ever since Gronk left, they've not had a number one target. Julian is not a number one target. They tried. I mean, they really tried. They tried to bring in guys with um, history with getting in trouble, um, guys like Josh Gordon. And they tried to get guys with really just nutcases like A.B. But those guys were never going to stick, and they were never going to bring the, the the need for weapons that Tom Brady has. And you're not going to wait on a guy like Nikhil Harry or Philip Dorsey. You're not going to give them two to three years to, to become decent receivers because he doesn't have two or three years yet. In the next two to three years, he's going to be 45 years old. The time is now, I think, Tom Brady signs a two-year deal somewhere um, with the Chargers and kind of plays out his career in L.A., retires in L.A., and that's really the end of his historic career. But if he doesn't go to the Chargers, then I don't really see a reason for playing because I'm not going to play football at 42, 43 years old just to be a bottom <laughs> feeder team and have to deal with Bruce Arians crap all day. That's not what I'm doing. Um, I think the Chargers is the best fit, and I think with that, they're a team that could be in the wild card and a team that can make some noise, but – I do like Tom Brady to the Chargers. It just fits. And I've just been feeling that way since it was kind of like, hey, Philip Rivers is gone. There's going to be a guy to come in. If it wasn't Teddy, which I thought for the longest it would be Teddy, and we're seeing now it's not Teddy, then it's got to be a guy like Tom Brady. So hopefully Brady goes to the Chargers. If not, just retire and call it a career, bro. <laughs> uh, perfect. You said it perfectly. It doesn't make sense for him to go to the Bucks, um, but hey. If he if he wants that challenge, let him go ahead and do it. Best mm-hmm. fit for Tom Brady is the Chargers. Two years ago, the Chargers were in the divisional round after beating uh, Lamar Jackson in his uh, rookie season, and they got a challenge. They got a challenge against uh, the Super Bowl winning champs at that point. And it was going to be the New England Patriots. The Patriots smacked smacked them, uh, showed them that you're still not on their level, and Philip Rivers went on his way. Philip Rivers last season, not good, but they were, I think they were the number one team with the most one score games where it could have gone either way. Didn't go out, what didn't work out well for them last season. Tom Brady is going to a team where they will have an ability to, like you said, defense is good. Derwin James, they have a good offense. They need to share up the line, but he has receivers. He has Keenan Allen. He has all the guys that he needs. He has Hunter Henry, who uh, they tagged for another season. So they have the tight ends. Um, they had Gordon who uh, held out last season, and then uh, he he's obviously going to a new team now. But then um, I'm forgetting the the running back that they had uh, last season that uh, showed himself when Gordon went down. So it, it's just they were able to have a running back too that's going to be able to produce for them. And like he just started a production company that's uh, supposed to be is based out of LA. It seems like everything is just working perfectly. Where do stars go when they want to end their career? Well, we go to Los Angeles. LeBron James is doing the same thing, too. Nobody wants to be in the middle of the winter stuck in Cleveland or New England or be up in the Northeast. You want to be out in sunny L.A. You want to be out there. Your, your wife is a model. Get her some gigs. Your kids can go to all the best schools in Los Angeles mm-hmm. with all the celebrity kids. Everything makes sense. What are you doing in Tampa Bay? For Preparing for hurricanes, bro. What exactly do you have like what exactly do you have in Tampa Bay to be in Florida for uh with the Buccaneers? Nothing, nothing at all. It makes sense. Go go to the Chargers. I'm not saying that they're a fringe playoff team. I'm saying they're yeah. a legit. They're they're in the playoffs with Tom Brady because I, I I think uh I think Tom Brady's better than Philip Rivers. I love Anthony Lynn and what he's been able to do there. It's it, it's a no brainer to me. You choose the Chargers, but hey, who knows? Tom Brady may 
may choose somewhere else and we'll be having a different discussion on what Brady and the Buccaneers look like, but it's going to be a very interesting uh, free agency and it's, it's moving. There's so many parts that are moving. I mean, we're almost at an hour here. We, we just talked about QVs. So that's going to wrap it up for this podcast. We're going to be back uh, with the part two. We'll talk about all the big, uh, all the other positions, the big trades, the big signings, obviously get to the wide receivers. And then, like I said, part three, we'll talk about Redskins specifically, who just picked up Thomas Davis, veteran linebacker from uh, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, played with the Chargers last year, had 112 tackles, so he could still uh, get it done. So it should be a very, very fun couple of days here on the Mike and Micah podcast. We'll, we'll try to get as many out as possible, maybe do an emergency once Tom Brady drops. We'll, we'll play it by air, but we'll try to get as many pods out over the next week, as we know, everybody's at home stuck quarantined and, and, and trying to stay safe. So for Mike and Micah, we'll see you in a little bit on the next free agency pod part two coming up. We'll be back.